0: Red Nation, what's happening? It is Jeremy Brenner here with another episode of the uh, unnamed name podcast. We can't say that name anymore. We don't own it. We don't have it. But it is still your boy Jeremy Brenner here. And tonight we're talking all things Houston Rockets, leading y'all into the offseason. And I've got my co-pilot Michael Brown coming on up here and we're gonna talk about the big news of the day. Um, of course, and then everything that comes after that. But Mike, what's going on? What's
2: up, man? Episode 430. Our final rendition of this show. It's weird, man. Do you think about it at all today?
0: I didn't. You know, yes, yes, it's weird. No, because, you know, the, the future the long for time? the future for the Rockets is very unknown. The future for us is very unknown as well. Um, and so yep. I feel even though this is the last scheduled show that you and I are going to have together here on Spotify Live, um, you know we don't want to close this door entirely, or at least we don't want to lock the key. So maybe we'll close the door, but we're going to take the key with us. Sure. And we'll uh, open it at our own accord if we are able to. Absolutely.
2: Um, But no, ending the year on a win is, is big. It depends. Actually, I don't want to say that because it depends on who you talk to because Rockets Twitter is in shambles today with the win and coin flips that are going to impact lottery odds. It's a really weird day.
0: But the Rockets won, and they end the year with 22 wins. Rockets finish with a win uh, today against the Washington Wizards, finish up the season with – a twenty two and sixty record that's two wins better than the previous season, um which is that an improvement that's worth grabbing and, and taking something with? I guess it's a step in the right direction and I mean but Mike, let me ask you this: you look at this team a year yes. ago versus the team we have now. do you feel better about okay. the Rockets than you did a year ago? you feel the same, or do you feel worse?
2: Oh god, dude, that's such a hard question for me because I'm more optimistic today than I was a year ago, but I'm also more scared for the Rockets franchise now. If that makes sense, because it hey, all. Happens, I'll say this: because last year we punted to this season. If you remember, we talked about you know this team was a year away. This was. We're now there. I mean, this is it and they, it started today with the firing of Silas. Uh, but to answer your question truthfully, I'm more optimistic but I'm more terrified today than I was a year ago.
0: Yeah, I think I'll say this. I think the firing of Steven Silas has me more optimistic um, than than anything else. Um, and it's and it's a it's a it's a sign they did him dirty. it's a sign that the team and the organization is not pleased with the current results that they've gotten and they feel like they can do better and they're trying something new. And I think that that recognition is is something worth taking. And look, the, the talent is in the building. We've got a lot of players that the Rockets can utilize and turn into a potential contender. They just need the right guidance. And that's, you know, prob- in my opinion, the the choosing of the head coach is honestly more important than the draft, in my opinion, this, this off season, because mm. the look, I mean, for all we know, if the Rockets end up with one or two, you know, the decision will be made for them. Uh Even if they pick number three, the decision will probably be made for them. Um, But the, the coach, that's the decision that they have to make. And I'm curious to see what the timeline is going to look like. Maybe some of these, um, you know, coaches that are in the playoffs they might you know get fired down the line and they might become available to come to the rockets nick nurse comes to mind as an example of that um but yeah i think i think getting this coaching hire right is going to be super crucial um if they don't get it right it's going to set them back even further um because i feel like this i feel like if if silas was the right guy or if they got the guy the right guy instead of silas and he was still here. The Rockets would be in a better position they are now than they were. And you're right. You know you, I, that that scared. You know that scared part of your answer that you mentioned. Um, you know, yeah. The, the Rockets. This is no. They can't. You know, play Patty Cake on the playground no more. Like this is. Mm. We got to play real basketball. Well, now. they they
2: also. I, I give Steven Silas a lot of credit, which I haven't done a lot this year. The Rockets did him dirty today. Like, you ain't even let the man get back home, get on the plane before you're firing him. I don't disagree with the decision, but, I mean, they did him dirty. I mean, I put the phone down before I don't Passover I think, Seder. I think,
0: Silas, I think Silas knew he, was, oh, he knew. was
2: his last name. No, 100%, he knew. But I just, it's little things like that, with the names that they're going after, I think it's going to make a difference. Because that, the early list that came out today, Jeremy, love two of the names. I can't hate two of the other names more if you paid me to on that early list that they're looking at.
0: Interesting. So, so why don't you re- reveal the list and where the likes and the dislikes come in? Give me, hold on, let me, let me bring up the names. Do you have the names in
2: front of you? I have the name uh, okay, off the top of my head. Yeah, here's five. There's five names. Okay. Love. Uh, well, this is so, according to, to Salman Ali, Kenny Atkinson, hate that name. Uh, Frank Vogel, garbage. Okay. Did not waste my time. James Borrego, same thing. Adrian Griffin, not interested. Ime Udoka is the guy. There's, two, there's three names for me, Jeremy, that get me out of bed and get me excited if I'm a Rockets fan. Udoka, Nick Nurse and Sam Cassell. They don't need to waste their time with any other candidate in my opinion because they're just not out there.
0: My number one choice is is probably Ime Udoka.
2: Yeah, we're on the same page. The I'm only Udoka's a phenomenal The thing choice.
0: about Udoka that that makes him not the number one is the out is the as the outside the coaching um, you know, the the misconduct that led him to lose that Boston job. Um, but if you just take the coach, oh yeah, I think he has the best track record for what the mm. Rockets are hoping to do. And on top of that, he's someone that's also coached James Harden before. And that, to me, is mm. a vision that I could see happening. He was with Udo. And, and like, if the Rockets feel... To me, I think the reason why you get Silas's name fired as soon as possible is so you can start immediately. I'm sure they've already reached out to some of these people. I would hope that they would have, you know. It that's the only reason you don't you you don't wait. Oh, so you can get started asap. And and the Rockets are going to be one of a handful of teams needing a new coach uh, this season. Uh, You have the. you have the the Pistons, who you know shortly after, um, they they have fired Dwayne Casey, or they parted ways with Dwayne Casey. No, they. I, I'd they imagine relocated. they're going to be. They re, yeah,
2: they relocated Dwayne Casey. He's still with the organization. Relocated. Dwayne yeah, within the he took a front office job.
0: Yeah, so I would imagine. I think another a couple of other names that I think could be available. That I'm not saying that the Rockets should go or should not go after these people, but. Um, I would be not surprised to see Jason Kidd get fired from the Mavericks. Um, I think the way that their season ended was just kind of horrific and, and I think they need new blood in that coaching staff. Um, it would not surprise me to see Nick nurse go as well from the Raptors. Um, and then, I mean, outside of that though, there's not really a lot of like teams that are currently still in the hunt that i could see you know maybe firing anybody like if you look at the teams that are officially eliminated um you know the spurs are going to keep popovich the blazers are probably going to keep john c billups even though they probably shouldn't um the utah will keep will hardy um and no. then dallas will probably fire jason yeah, that's my guess and then if you look over at the east dwayne casey yeah. was fired uh you know steve clifford is not anywhere near like that should never have been hired to begin with Um, Indiana will keep Rick Carlisle Orlando's keeping Jamal Mosley and then Washington with Wes Unseld Uh, you know, that could be a, I probably he will stay. Um, But that's, you know, another team that is, it's a bad, that was a,
2: that was a bad hire too. underperforming. It's
0: just, it's just, it's, it's a a mediocre hire. It's an okay hire. It's
2: yeah. Well, and it's already being reported that Udoka already has interest from Detroit. Udoka is going to have his choice of wherever he wants to coach. But if I'm the Rockets, I don't want. Jeremy, you're 100 percent right. They cannot screw this up.
0: Yeah, this is, this and, and is not. Ryan, a... I'm seeing yeah. here Ryan's bringing up a good point in the chat. Does Denver keep Michael Malone if that name becomes available? Mm. If Denver, you know, sputters out in the postseason as the number one seed, I could see a potential scenario where you know Denver feels like they need to move on from Malone, and that should be someone the Rockets should go out and get. Um, See, I don't see. I don't agree with. you. I do because but if yeah. he's able to make Nikola Jokic a two-time MVP, potentially three-time MVP, imagine what he can do with Shingun. That to me is like you know. But I'm not worried about for that, me to though. sell.
2: See, but okay, so you're so in that instance, you're more intrigued by his player development versus his team development. Is the dude's got talent on talent every year? It seems like, and he can't get it done. Now injuries have plagued his rosters multiple times so i get that but at the same time even if mike if okay so let me ask you this where would you put mike malone of potential coaching candidates all things being considered meaning
0: udoka probably right underneath udoka okay so he's above nick nurse because i would take nick nurse before i would take mike malone the thing with nick nurse is uh, you know if you look at what the raptors have done the raptors have regressed every year since nick nurse they won the championship And, but sure. every year since then, they've regressed, um, and now it's at a point to where they are, you know, barely making the plan. And the yeah. thing with Nick Nurse, he's a great coach. I'm not, you know, docking him on that. But Ime Udoka has taken a team to the finals. I mean, so it's always Nick Nurse, but also Nick Nurse had Kawhi Leonard. One the finals. You know, I'm looking at, you know, That's can true. you do more with less? And I feel like Udoka has proven that he's done more with less than um, than Nick Nurse has, um, and. Would you have would you have interest in Doc Rivers if still no, let him go? No, okay. absolutely not. Got it. That's not what like, I, I, it's yeah, but like there's a lot of actually you now that we're kind of having this conversation, there's a lot of teams that could be looking for a new coach um in the offseason. Like the Clippers mm-hmm. could let go of Tyloo, uh the Sixers could let go of Doc Rivers. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of different scenarios but i don't think the rockets are going to be involved in that i think the rockets are actually going to try and get this done get this done pretty quickly um because if if they start the market you know they're gonna have their you know pick of the litter like they're they're gonna want the top one and so i don't think they're i don't think they're gonna waste time and let detroit hire their number one pick or you know waste time and let another team try to poach one of their guys it's just the Rockets need to be quick and you know ready to go. And I would think that yeah. the Rockets would have this coach represent them at the lottery on May 14th. I think they will have their coach by yeah, then. And I think this is going to be a yeah, pretty quick so process. I think we're looking at somewhere between May 1st and May 14th.
2: Another name that's been popping up is Scott Brooks. Pass. Hard pass. Scott Brooks is Scott Brooks. not on the top of my wish list. I will agree with that. No, no. And that's, that's the thing. I totally agree with you. I just, I, I wish nothing but the best for Silas. I really do. He's an assistant. He's not a head guy and that's okay. You know, they're the guys like yeah. David Cully, you know, with the, the Texans. it's the same situation.
0: He's just not cut out to be a head coach. Which is fine, yeah. but the Rockets, the Rockets need to go and get their D'Amico Ryan. That's what needs. Yes, to happen. yeah. I know and we're so, I mean, look, D'Amico Ryan's has not done anything as a coach, but like, no, but it's it's a, such a great hire for so many different exactly. Reasons. It, it, it Off the field, you, on the field, it gives you a jolt of electricity, yeah, and that's what guy. the Rockets need is is that jolt of electricity that will get not only that can be felt throughout the entire organization, a hire that can be made that even before they even play a single game already feels like a home run higher.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, to me, it's there's it's Cassell dude. I mean, Sam Cassell is in my top three. If they, uh, lay, if they win,
0: not surprised if Sam Cassell becomes a part of the search, I won't be surprised. He has to be dude. He, he already was once. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. And
2: Goodness gracious, dude. I mean, I love Nick Nurse. I love the idea of Nick Nurse, but of the three, he's number three. Udoka's one, Casella's two, and Nick Nurse is
0: three. And hey, look, if Udoka goes to Detroit or he goes somewhere else or he just doesn't want the Rockets job, you know, hey, Nick Nurse is a, is a solid consolation prize, in my opinion. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, if they can land
2: either one of the three, and Cassell's got ties to James Harden with his time in Philadelphia right now, obviously a legend of the franchise. It's got that D'Amico Ryan's vibe to it, and I would be all over that if I'm the Rockets. But if Udoka says yes, yeah, another, I think you've got to make that, that higher.
0: Another thing, too, is what we've seen from this list that makes me very hopeful is mm-hmm. the fact that they're, they're looking for established head coaches. They're not looking for 100%. Um, just a uh, long time assistance. Like they're looking for someone that has experience in being successful in the NBA so that they can take another, you know, zero to a hero with this, with this Rockets team. Um, and so that to me is, is a yeah. good sign. Um, and it's something that I was hoping for, you know, when all of this was starting to come about uh, for yeah. a new coach is, Is let's go get a guy that knows what the hell he's doing, Um, and and it looks like the Rockets. If if one of these early names is going to be the coach, um, it it certainly looks like the Rockets will be able to get that guy. And they just
2: saw they just saw what it looked like when you went the opposite way with a guy who has never been a head coach before, which makes me think Sam Cassell will not be the next head coach of this team. I just I don't see I. Based on the list, and that's why Sam Cassell's name wasn't on there initially, which is a shame, you know, because I just I think the world of the guy, I think he's more than earned his shot. Buddy Doka would be a lot of fun with this team. And mm-hmm. you want to talk about attachments to a guy or uh, personal relationships with a guy, you're going to tell me that Jalen Brown news won't have some sort of bearing on this coaching search because you won't convince me otherwise. If the Rockets think they have, if they have a shot, if they think if they have a point. shot at Jalen Brown, and they can land a combination of Brown, Udoka, and Victor Wembanyama, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and sign up for that five days ago.
0: That, like, that is, in my opinion, like, if you're looking to write an absolute dream off-season for oh. the Rockets, oh. it, that it would be some combination of hire Udoka, you get the number one pick in Vic. then you get James Harden free agency and you trade for Jalen Brown. The only problem with that trade for Jalen hey, Brown is it's going to cost a couple of our young players that we have grown to really enjoy in Houston. Probably the number one guy that I would imagine would be the first to go in a trade like that uh, would be Alperon Schengen. Yeah,
2: that's not keeping me from Jalen Brown. Keep it's, going.
0: Yeah. It, it's which not, is interesting. If, which it's, interesting. If, you have Vic, if you have Vic, absolutely not. Um, but, you know, like Shengun had 20 rebounds the other night. And, like, Shengun is, in my opinion, Shengun has had the most growth outside of Jabari Smith from the start of the season to the end of the season. And he makes me extremely hopeful yeah. uh, for the Rockets moving forward. That that midseason stretch that he had uh, really, you know, s- brought it home for me. That that Alper and Shangun is a building block for this team. It, if it's either him being the one or him being the trade, you know, acquisition. To get that guy, you know, I think Shangun's going to have a lot of value for the Rockets moving forward. I, I, I hope it's in a Rockets uniform and I hope it's on the court. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being in a trade. See, if I'm Boston, why do you want Shangun? You have Robert Williams up front already. Why would you see? I, oh, Mike, don't do that. I, not on the last show. Come, come on, on Mike. Mike. No, it. No, but, I'm serious. No, it, it, the thing is, it's not just going to be Shangun. Shangoon is the. Is but but Shangun,
2: Shangun's not going to be the. Shangoon's Shangoon's player with be
0: the, highest the focus of that deal, upside. I mean, they, they might ask for a Jabari Smith. They might ask for Jabari Smith and, and are, so are you going to say Jabari Smith should be sent in a trade?
2: Uh, they're going to ask for him. And I gotta be honest, if it guarantees me Jalen Brown, I would trade
0: Jabari Smith. Love if Jabari, that's... love Jabari, but you're kidding me. Right? Yeah. So, so the thing is the Rockets will have to, you know, that's the decision. Wait, wait, the are you are doing that deal? If they're going to go for that. But I think. I think the Rockets are not going to make a trade like that. I think it's going to be very challenging to make a trade like that this off season uh, to, to give up. Why? Like, because Why? I feel like at this point, you know, for players that are in their first or second year, it's really hard for us to give up on any of those guys, except for Dacian Nix. I really feel like out of every first and second year player on the roster, that's the only player that I can absolutely say for certain won't be on the next good Rockets team. But I feel like with even, like, obviously you got Garuba and Christopher that's probably on the lower end of that spectrum. Um, but, you know, you've got Tari, you've got Jabari, you've got Shangun, you've got those, like, those three are, you, we could see them jump to brand new heights next year. I feel like though for the players that are in year 3 like Jay Sean Tate, Kevin Porter Jr., I feel like it's a lot easier to say hey, these guys aren't going to fit because we've seen 3 years of them now. Like I feel like the third year is a big big year. It's it's the year where you really figure out whether they're legit or not. And I feel like with with Kevin Porter in the role that he's in is not legit. I feel like Jay Sean Tate is just a lesser version of KJ Martin and a lesser version of Tari Eason. And with KJ, KJ's in his third year. I feel like KJ is the one that you want to keep. And KJ proved this year, I also think he had a ton of growth this year from year two to year three. And yeah, I was
2: about to say, K- KJ's. And up like,
0: there. You're, you're telling me this. Let me ask you this, Mike, um, before we go to some okay. speaker requests, because I'm sure we'll have a bunch tonight, given it's our final show of this iteration. Um, but who, if the Rockets end up with the number three pick next year, or th- this year, and Brandon <laughs> Miller's on the board, Brandon Miller or KJ Martin? Um,
2: I mean, I really don't love having convicts on my team, or what should be a convict well, on my
0: team. But, yeah, we let's can't, we can't be let's... the judgment of that because yeah, we, we just true. spent 20 minutes saying how Ime Udoka is the best choice for the Rockets so uh, we, we can't we can't be back beg- like we can't be choosers in terms of this but look uh, at this point like it's a difficult decision for me not not because of the off the court stuff with Brandon Miller but um what I'll say with the Rockets though is KJ Martin really could you know and he's about to enter a contract year next season and he's a restricted free agent, so the Rockets will be able to match whatever. But I feel like if you're, like if Brandon Miller comes on the team next year, and it's as is, like the Rockets strike out in free agency, they strike out with the draft, and they get Brandon Miller. You're telling me that Brandon Miller is going to be starting over T.J. Martin?
2: He better be. if <laughs> He's the third overall. Right, first that's pick what I'm saying. Draft. But also
0: at the same time, you're bringing in a 19 year old well, rookie again. But that's where it comes, and you've got, and so you're making the team even younger. And while Brandon Miller, and this is the thing, and this is the part of the question I probably should have said beforehand, Brandon Miller is better than KJ Martin's ceiling. Well, I'm also not drafting Brandon in that example. I'm not
2: drafting Brandon Miller. I'm drafting Man Thompson. I'm not. I'm not taking Brandon Miller because it goes back to what you and I talked about at the beginning of this rebuild which is just accumulate talent, accumulate talent, eventually you have to start building a roster. Right. You already have Brandon Miller. You have three or four Brandon Millers, right? Brandon yeah. Miller's got a higher ceiling than a lot of either a combination of KJ, Tari Eason, uh, uh, Jabari, and Tate. Jabari. You have four guys who play the same position. But I do, I do want to confirm my, my piece of the conversation before we move on because I know we have a lot to do tonight. I would trade literally any player on this roster, and I'm not holding anybody back, for Jalen Brown. Let's, let's make sure we're on the same page with that because he's a 26-year-old superstar who's ready to have his own team. There's not one guy I would make untouchable in a Jalen Brown deal, and that includes Jalen Green. KP, doesn't matter. Mike. I trade any combination. Was
0: Jalen was Brown present at the, at the Brown family state or this past week?
2: Uh, he was not. Um, and a happy Easter, by the way, to all who observe. And a happy Passover. Uh, no, I can confirm. Jalen Brown, the masked man himself, was not at the Brown Passover Seder this evening.
0: I was going to say. I know y'all yeah. are family. Yeah, no, 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 are no, really we're,
2: close. Uh, and I
0: know. I know you're advocating for your boy.
2: I love him. Love the guy. I do. I'm all like in. He's James Harden 2.0. Like that deal. He's just better at this point, and it's going to cost you more. It's going to cost you at least two or three players, and probably two or three draft picks, and I would do it every single day of the week.
0: Yeah. Let's bring up DJ. He's been waiting for us. Okay. All right, Okay. DJ! Hey, welcome to the show. As always, love to have you. What's up? Take that mute button off so we can hear your voice loud and clear.
2: He's so excited to be a part of the show. He's getting all of his notes ready <laughs>
0: on, what he was, oh, okay. on what he wants. On what he wants to talk about. stage fright. It's we'll, okay. We'll see, we'll see if we can get uh, Jay, we can, We'll see if we can get DJ back. Uh, Mike, you want to bring up your dad? Sure, why not? All right, let's bring up Pops. Pops, let's see.
2: Let's see if he knows how to work the mute unmute button.
1: Jeremy, I don't know how okay. you've
3: put up with him for three years. So I think. I I don't either. Four
2: hundred and thirtieth. By the way, congrats, Jeremy. Four hundred and thirty episode
3: tonight.
2: Four thirty. Four thirty. Not bad. No, nah, it's
3: all right. Not bad. What's up, pops? That's that's crazy, guys. Congrats on the the long longevity of this show. Um, I think y'all will end up somewhere because y'all got a y'all got a lot of it because it's hard to do some post game shows after the last three years. So I commend you for that. Um, just a couple of comments here. Y'all are throwing some names around. I, You know, Nick Nurse ha, has a history with this team, you know. Um, and, you know, Jeremy, you made a comment that ever since they won, they've gone down every year. Well, you know, he also lost Kawhi Leonard, you know. And I think that probably this didn't true. really help his situation. I do think, you know, and I think – Silas I feel bad you know he got here and at least he thought he was gonna have what Harden in Westbrook and it just you know Silas turned into Bo Porter for the Astros you know that's what he was he was just here for those three years to go through the 100 lost seasons and um, it's unfortunate I think he was dealt a bad hand and I agree with Michael I think he will end up as an assistant somewhere, I just don't think he's got the demeanor, you know, to coach a team. But, you know, we said the same thing about Bickerstaff's kid, too. So, you know, we'll have to. And he's got a
0: 50-win squad in Cleveland right now. So it, it can be possible. It can be yeah. possible.
3: And, you know, I think with this this Jalen Brown thing, I the only thing I see why he would want to leave is, you know, I think he wants he wants to be the guy on his own. He wants his own team, and the, you know the big, the closest thing I can equate that Jalen Brown thing to is if is when we got Harden that year, and he made us on the road to relevant again. And I, I think Jalen Brown can be that guy. Um, and if if you luck out and you you draft Frenchie, you know, you you've gotta you you clear it out, you know. Deshaun Tate, see uh, you know, Garuba, see uh um I do like Sangoon, but I do think in that scenario, Sangoon's coming off the bench. You know, if you got the, Victor, whatever his name is, and you got Jalen Brown, and you got Jabari. And you got the backcourt guys. I I just think that's your starting five right there. And I would love Sangoon to come off the bench with Tari Easton with Josh Christopher. You know, the Rockets are talking about, hey, you know what? We want some veterans on this team finally. We're tired of having four first-round picks every year on this team. You got to get some stability on this team. So – um I think the worst is over. Um, I'm not predicting us to be a play-in team next year or to win the championship, but I think you had a couple of pieces and if you luck out in a couple of ways, I, I I see this team becoming relevant. You know, again, you know, looking at the West, I think Golden State is you know, age is catching up with Golden State. Dallas, Dallas is a mess. Utah is a mess. Minnesota is a clown show. Um, you know, I think the road back into this thing is not as difficult as it was three and four years ago. You know what? I love you guys. I, You know, the show is great. And I know y'all are going to end up somewhere. And and by the way, Jeremy, I think Jalen Brown was here at the Seder tonight, you know.
2: No, he was not. So, Shut
3: up. Uh, anyway, t- take care and thanks for. Keeping us entertained, guys.
1: Right, thanks, Pop. Appreciate you.
3: Um, no, I, th- I think he made a lot of good points, Jeremy.
0: Um, it's, it's. I mean, he's fifty percent of your DNA, so I
2: mean that's fair. I, I agreed with most of the He got any the fifty
0: yeah. percent of the good points and the fifty percent of the bad points. eat all the good that's points. That's fair.
2: Uh, by the way, we need to quickly touch base on what the hell happened in Minnesota today. That was. <laughs> That was oh
1: my God. awesome.
2: Between the, the McDaniels breaking his hand and then Gobert just going after, uh, who was it? What's his name? Uh,
0: Kyle Anderson. Kyle and Anderson. by the
2: way, yesterday.
0: And they won. And they won. Literally
2: yesterday, Rudy Gobert praised Kyle Anderson for the way that he was hard on his teammates. It's awesome. And then what happened in, uh, with the Clippers? With Plumley and uh, Bones Highland,
0: what the hell is going on in the NBA today? Yeah, it it goes to show you that I love it. These I love every all of those of players day. were in a trade in the last in the last year. Yeah. Um, oh, good point. Yep. These these trades, um, these massive trades, because that that Gobert trade. You know, for them for them to be the seventh best team in the West last year to make that trade for Gobert to get them all the way to number eight in the West this year. That's just inexcusable. Mm. It's inexcusable. And you look at, and the Rockets are on the right side of this, you know, cause you look at the nets, you look at the wolves, you look at the Hawks, teams that have made these big, big purchases goes back to even with the Clippers with, with Paul George, um, you know, those teams are about to hit a wall like all of them are about to hit a wall because they're not going to get these picks coming back in. And so I don't know if that's that, fair though.
2: I don't know if that's fair. Like it's not fair well, to, equate that to say that the Rockets came out on the other side because it, it would be different here with different personnel.
0: The Rockets definitely have a better outlook than all of those teams. I'll tell you that right now. They have
2: a better outlook because they've maintained their flexibility. Which deserves to be, and
0: they have, and they have, they have a future. And all of those teams have mortgaged their future to be mediocre today.
2: Yeah, there, there's a lot of problems there. That I mean, if you want to go team by team, like the, the coaching situation in Minnesota, he stinks. He's not any good.
0: He's a Rockets assistant. Well,
2: that's my point. Th- that's my point.
0: His Rockets
2: assistants. That's not saying much, you know. Like the the coaching staff for the Rockets this year, there's not one guy I would retain next year. Maybe the G League guy, uh, the Mamood guy. That's the only, that's the only guy who has a shot iron, yeah. at being retained. I saw Ryan bring up. Uh, John yeah, Lucas. I guess I'd rather move John Lucas into a front office role, though.
0: I think, I think, I think you give whoever they bring in um, total, total reign. And I'll be interested to see. Yeah, that's if, my
2: point. Is I, I think they're I'll be interested totally to see this. Take it over.
0: If Tillman Fertitta is willing to mm, like, shell out to money for when a guy, to to, and I'm not, I'm not saying anybody in particular, but if there's someone that says, I'll come to Houston, but I want to be the GM too.
2: You fire Stone in five seconds.
0: I told uh, you. It depends you. on who that would be, but well, I'm curious to see if there is going to be someone coming in for the job that could go ahead and take Stone's job along with it.
2: I told you, I I told you who safe. I wanted to be.
0: In my opinion, I think Stone is safe. I don't think Stone has a fireable offense yet. Mm. Mm. I think he's done enough to keep his job for this season coming up, but that's, that's about as far yeah. as I'll go with him.
2: Um, well, you, I, to, I told you my plan. I, I think you and I talked about it. It's the two guys. Yeah. There's two guys. It's Kenny Smith and Sam Cassell.
0: I would. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think either of those are potentials for the Rockets at this point. Let's bring in Ryan. Discre- Ryan's discre- been man. waiting for a minute, so I'm going to bring him up here. Okay, uh, shortly. Wow. Ryan, uh, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? What's up, Ryan.
1: Good guys. How are you doing, guys? I'm um, good.
0: Oh, yes, sir. We're good. The whole um, season's over, and we won today. So, yeah, that's a great. It,
1: it was a very <laughs> was a very long long season. Um, and uh, yeah, we made it. Um, it's been rough but uh so a couple questions uh so if there was a miracle and we were, were able to somehow get jalen brown to come here and we were the sign hardening the off season would those would that pair work and then also dude guys where you, wherever you go i'm gonna follow i've been with you guys for three years i feel like now two seasons now and uh, i've loved every minute of it so where do you guys go, I mean, so I'll be there with you. So
2: we appreciate you, man. Um, I think Jalen Brown, I think, Brown, I think Brian, can work with that. just about anybody, Jeremy. I think he has a, I think he has a skill set, literally, that can work with a multitude of guys. I mean, he plays, he's, he's a two way player. He's he, very malleable,
0: uh, and he's proven that already because he was kind of absolutely. thrown into that situation immediately going to the Celtics, where you know the year, the year after he got drafted you know, Jason Tatum came along the way and they, they've they been to the conference finals, it seems like every year since Tatum has been there. So Brown has proven to be a consistent Peace. number two, you know, for anybody. Um, and I saw like a tweet or so, like from a couple weeks ago, um, that was like, a, like the anti-Jalen Brown argument. And that's because like, if you look at his on and off numbers, um, like with when he's on the court with Tatum, um And when he's off the court with Tatum, the numbers aren't that good when he's off the court with Tatum. But that being said, I think the Rock, like with the Celtics, it's Tatum, it's Jalen Brown and a bunch of role players that fit those two. If you were to put Jalen Brown on this Rockets team and uh, with like, there's two options here. Jalen Brown with Harden and Jalen Brown without Harden. With with Harden. yeah. So what
1: would that what would that what would that starting five even look like? Well, it depends so, on what you what,
2: trade. What's the trade is the question. That's where you start.
1: Well, I think I think it would take Kevin Porter Jr., KJ Martin Jr., uh, Albert Chengoon probably, and then uh, some of our first round picks. If I forget how many we have, but
0: that's it. Yeah, you could sign I'll me say up this. for that. I'll say this: I think that I think that the Rockets should. Only explore a Jalen Brown trade if they end up with the number three pick or lower. I think if you end up with the number one or the number mm. two pick, you can make an argument that that player can mel- that can mold with this team. However, you want to put it, you build around Vic or you build around Scoop. But if you get the third pick, I think you have. I think you make that push to trade it, and I think Boston is probably the the most ideal scenario for the Rockets because they have look the Rockets what they need to do any star that wants to trade this offseason the Rockets should make a move for it and I know I just said you know how making these big trades have, have kind of you know screwed a lot of these teams but the Rockets are only trading the picks that they've the excess of picks that they've gotten I'm not saying trade every single pick I'm saying just trade the excess of picks that you have because the Rockets still have multiple first-round picks for the next several years. So I'm just saying trade half of those to get the guy, and then you still have the same amount of picks that you ended up with. Um, But for me, so let's let's if we trade if we get the number three pick, let's see how this works. We we trade the number three pick. I would imagine that the Celtics would also want Shingun, and I would also imagine Mm -hmm. the Rock they would want. Either Jabari Smith or Tari Eason and like it, it would probably look something like this. Jalen Brown for the number three pick this year, we'll assume it's Brandon <laughs> Miller, uh Alper and Shangun, um, Tari Eason, Josh Christopher, two or three first round picks.
2: Yeah, that's a tongue deal in my eyes. It's gonna be interesting. Think, it's gonna be interesting though, too, because it, KJ might be a sign and trade candidate there to try and.
0: No, actually, I think in that in that regard, KJ, um, and in that case, I think the starting lineup would be this. I think it would be uh, either Kevin Porter or James Harden, uh, mm. Jalen Green, Jalen Brown, um, Jabari Smith and if he's kept and KJ I think he's gone I, I think you make Jabari the five I
1: give him X Desha- Desha- too give him Dasha X too
0: I don't think they will I think they will <laughs> politely decline Dasha yeah but, I think it's going to um, be more expensive for us
2: to have to include Deshaun Knicks I'll say
0: like I, I think in that regard you you see what because Jabari Smith played the five at points this year and looked pretty solid like it, it, it's poten- there's potential there and so to me I think that that's a lineup that you at least explore. Um it it might look tricky because you know the Rockets we've you know we've complained for years now that they don't have like an actual rim protector and Jay and Jabari Smith certainly it wouldn't be that for you. It would be a very athletic five if that's what you're working with. Um but that's probably what it would look like um in my books.
1: So so with with the Raptors, if they were since they're looking to get rid of Nick Nurse, if if we get Nick Nurse, would you guys want anybody Fred VanVleet, from the Raptors? Yeah. Like, Van certainly becomes an
0: option. I personally don't think that he's a needle mover for this team. Um, well, also, I take that back. He is a needle mover for this team, but
3: nah, he doesn't yeah. make.
0: He's like Fred Van Vleet is not, in my opinion, like the, like if you're if you're telling me James Harden is a potential. Getting Fred Van Vliet's like a, a secondary option. It, it's like a want, want, want. Like, you know, it's like, oh, uh, it's like when you're on a game show and you don't win the actual prize, but they say, oh, you know, tell them what they've won for just coming here today. It's like, oh, you won Fred Van Vliet. Like.
2: Well, what's, what's funny is, what's funny about this whole conversation, though, is I think a guy like Brown is leaving Boston. I don't think Toronto's going to completely blow up their roster. I think Brown's gone either way.
0: Well, Fred Van Vliet's a free agent, so like that that would be made through He's going to be agency. so expensive, um, though. Sh- yeah, but and the it's Rockets like- have the space. The Rockets might have as much cap space as they possibly could, and if you bring Nick Nurse, that, that opens the door for them to bring in Van Vliet. Um, That's, fair. And, That's fair. And I would say this. like,
1: No, Fred Van Vliet, but they're, but they're center. I, I like their center. See, um, Jeremy- gosh, yeah,
0: Pertle? Pur- jo- Jocko Pertle?
1: No, 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 no. Um, so the S. What the heck was his name? Um, uh, power Ford. I think he's power forward. Siakam. Siakam. Siakam.
2: Siakam. Yeah, Siak- Siakam's cool. I mean, the other thing, Jeremy, to touch on what you said, I only think they go after Brown if they get the number one pick. I think it's the complete opposite. If they get the number three pick, no, I don't. Think- I
0: think. I think if they. Mm. I think if they get the number one pick, it's it's Vic.
2: No, it's a hundred percent Vic. But I think that they're well, the going to go is, after. Like I
0: mentioned, like I mentioned, if you're going to get Jalen Brown. You're you're giving up a lot of assets for Jalen Brown, and if you get the number one pick in Vic, like you don't need to, you don't need to trade anybody yet. Like like that 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 brings my point from even before the guys that are not a third like up to year three are really not players that we can make a f- pure evaluation on. Fair so point. why trade? Like the next year is the year you trade those guys. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but you trade, you tra- you make
2: that deal if Brown can be had for the simple fact that if Tari Eason hits his oh my god ceiling, he's Jalen Brown. So why not just go get Jalen Brown now? Is the thing I think if you mm-hmm. land because v- they're
0: not they're not there yet. The Rockets yeah, they I- aren't there yet.
2: They need to they're be not though.
0: there yet to make well, like mentally right, they need to get there for the Rockets. We're not tr- like the Rockets are not trying to be contenders next mm-hmm. season. They're just trying to get to a point to where they're respectable and they're relevant. And the play-in should be the goal next year for the Rockets again, but they don't like, you're not going to get there, you know, but there's steps. Like it's not going to be like the Kings where they went from 10 to three. I really don't think it's going to happen like that. Um,
2: but why not? You can make it happen. That's my that's my I think problem. a lot of luck Was... is going to have to
0: come into play and the Rockets so much <sighs> of that is out of their control that they can't just go and and throw all of that in there. But a lot of it is is yeah, a lot of it is in their control time. though. That's my point. But my, if you, so if you the... take this risk like it's like this. The Rockets right now are um I'll use this as an analogy, and then I'll get back to Ryan for his last takes before we uh, before we move on. But the Rockets right now are a chocolate chip cookie in the oven that's about you – know, if you put it in for the oven for like nine minutes, they're at about five minutes. If you take them out now, it could be a delicious cookie because, hey, cookie dough is really good. But at the same time, it's not fully baked yet. You gotta wait a little bit f- until it gets fully baked, and you can't just you know turn up the heat on the oven; otherwise, it may burn.
2: It might, but it also so, might get done quicker and be that much more but, delicious. But what's the rush? In a what's quicker the rush amount of time. Rockets?
0: Because that's the point. If it's not the point, what are we doing here? That's my problem. It's not the thing. Is the Rockets are in no rush to be contenders for the for the championship because the players that are supposed to help them get there are still twenty twenty one twenty two you know those players are are nowhere near their prime yet, and so that's that 's why they 're not in a rush. Are they in some small urgency because they don 't control their pick next year? Yes, and that is why the rockets should show at least a little bit of progress. Try and get some veterans on the team that can make them respectable, get them into the playoffs so that they can get some experience under their belts to get some some playoff games under their belts so that when they are ready for that next step, when they are fully baked, they're ready for the moment. Ryan, anything so, else before we, before yeah. So,
1: ready? so with the whole drama going on in Dallas, would you guys rather, if, if, if it's possible, would you guys rather pursue Jalen Brown or Luka Doncic?
2: Luka can't be had. Luka's not leaving Dallas. Uh, ooh, he's not. I don't, know about, that, Mike. I don't said, know about that. Like he literally just—he literally just came out today, and he said he was happy. They're going to trade the anti-Semite that is Kyrie Irving, and they're going to move on to somebody
0: different. Well, Kyrie's a free agent.
2: No, that's so what I'm saying. Moving that, on, that they're, thing, not gonna, they're not going to—they're not going to re-sign
0: him. I don't think Kyrie is going to be with the Mavericks next year, but. Um, ooh, where does Kyrie go? As don't you long get, as it's not you you okay. Houston, don't you dare. I
2: swear <laughs> to God, Georgia. I will never watch another Rockets game for as long as he's a Rocket. No, I don't I
0: don't want I don't want Kyrie. Um
1: same. but
0: I will say this. No, Luca
1: Look at the LA Lakers.
0: Luca has Angelo Russell. Luca has shown um some discontent. Um however I don't think that the Mavericks would trade with the Rockets. I just don't see it. They will trade him to the East.
2: Yeah, it's like the Texans trading with the Colts or the Titans or the, the Jaguars. Yeah, it's, like, just, it's, the it's,
0: same it's very difficult to see uh, trades between rivals like that. Although I would prefer Luca over Jalen Brown, I'll tell you that. Um, it's it's just yeah, not interesting. Um, and the thing is, I don't know what what the Mavericks are going to do this offseason. It would not surprise me if it all if it all totally combust. Trade oh, Luca. It's coming to it. It's trade coming, Luka, to Like it. If, you're, if you have no chance of signing Kyrie. And you're not going to get an equivalent star next to him. They're not bringing back Christian Wood. It's it's amazing how Christian Wood did not work out in Dallas, like, <laughs> like we all had thought. But, you know, so, yeah, so, so I would say this, you know, if, if Luca did not play for Dallas, uh, I would say yes. But the fact that he is playing for the team in North Texas, you can't. Ryan, thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate you.
1: Well, guys, it's, yeah, dude, it's been, it's been you, awesome, brother. guys. It's, it's, been, it's been an honor and it's been a pleasure walking with you guys all season long, and I hope to stay Absolutely. tuned with you guys in the f- near future. Thank so. Sure, thank you, Hey, by
2: the, by the way, uh, uh, Jeremy, I'd be remiss to not announce that James Harden has never missed the NBA playoffs in his 14 seasons in the league. So congrats. Oh, Mazel
0: tov for James Mazel tov to James. Any last speaker requests? We're not going to be on here for too much longer, but I don't want to... Give anyone uh, no like this is because this is our last show, so I don't want to like mm. um, give people an opportunity. But we've got uh, a family friend of uh, Jalen Browns and Michael Browns. It's Alex Brown. Alex, uh, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? All the br- all the Browns
4: tonight. I was not invited to the uh, Brown Seder, by the way. I'm just putting that out there.
0: <sighs> Did your invite get lost with Jalen's in the mail?
4: I think, yeah, I, I checked my, my spam folder. I didn't get anything there either. So. I'm uh, sure there's a lot was, of Alex
0: Browns and Jalen Browns in the world, so it's
1: understandable. Very so, close. How are you, Alex? What's up? Very close I'm
4: good, guys. Look, uh, you know, this sucks that this has to come to an end. You know, Mike and I have talked about this for months now, but I'm sure wherever y'all land, you know, I'll join, I'll listen, I'll support. Obviously, I'm going to support my boy, Michael, support you, Jeremy. So Appreciate you. Um. But I'm just wondering, y'all are talking about like all these different scenarios. What if this? What if that? So I was going to ask you guys, what is your ideal? I don't know if you all already mentioned this, but your ideal offseason plan for the Rockets. If, you know, Jalen Brown doesn't work out and James Harden doesn't work out, what is the ideal offseason plan?
2: Oh, so both of those moves are off the table. Yes. Okay.
0: Jeremy, you want to go first? Say a prayer to the ping-pong balls. Yeah, right. Uh, but I, I do think that the ping-pong balls will dictate whether or not the Rockets are active in the trade market, active in free agency with these top free agents. Um, so I, I think that, that does play a, a high regard. I, I, look, we, we can't determine what, what the draft's going to look like. It's going to be really difficult. Um, but if if the Rockets were to strike out on that as well, And they were just – and they were able – if they struck out on everything, um, getting a veteran – like, I would say Fred Van Vliet. I I hate to say it. Like, that's, like, probably the best scenario. They have the money to spend on Van Vliet. I think that – Mike and I have said it in the past. Getting this team a veteran point guard and a new coach could do wonders for this team. And a new coach and a new veteran point guard could really change a lot, even if it isn't James Harden or Jalen Brown or whoever. Getting a guy that can, you know, limit the turnovers, make the other players around him better, that is so, so crucial for a team. And the Rockets have not had that, you know, very much in the last two or three years. So, so getting a veteran point guard like Fred VanVleet would actually be a big, big, big change for the Rockets. That, that would be my ideal offseason move. Regardless of who it is, get a veteran point guard, make him the starter next to Jalen Green, and figure it out from there.
2: So I'll give you two names, Alex and Jeremy, to watch out for. Draymond Green and Patrick Beverly.
0: I think Draymond Green has never come to Houston. I think Patrick Beverly may if, if they paid him enough. Um, and it wouldn't, and that would be an overpay that I wouldn't necessarily mind. Uh, Tyus Jones is also probably a good example of someone that I think the Rockets. I was about to are. say.
2: You, I was about to say. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to miss out on a chance to bring up your boy Tyus. Wait, let me ask you. Why do you not think Draymond would ever come to Houston? I just,
0: uh, he wants to play for a contender.
2: That's fair. He was, but he was very uh, outwardly uh, uh, n- nice about what the Rockets were doing. What's the word I'm trying to say? He was complimenting the yeah,
0: Rockets. Yeah, but, uh, but that is, like you can be you can be complimentary of what the Rockets are doing and not want to play for the Rockets. Sure. but enough money. Um, you give him enough money. I, I, no, I would I'll say this: Draymond, Draymond, Green. Draymond Green will go play for the Detroit Pistons before he comes to play with the Houston Rockets. Like, if, if he wants to play for a rebuilding team, he'll play for the Detroit. Because yeah. that's where he's from. He said with it in the past their, their that he would want to play for on Detroit.
4: Team? With all their 18 centers? What's that? With their 18 centers?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's not. he wouldn't call himself a center. He'd play probably a three or four. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I No, he... Y- y- I'll y- tell you I, and- think, I think Draymond Green is going to be either with the Golden State Warriors next year or the Detroit s- Pistons
4: i that's don't think he take. plays for
0: another team uh, maybe well because like you you look at a team like the knicks like that could make like but the knicks don't really have a need for a guy like him um maybe miami uh but that's that's a weird like miami actually makes a lot of sense him, for and, him, and, bam. Um, him and bam getting a player next oh, to Bam, that. like he would play the four like like that's and he'd play like small ball five like um or a backup five and and i think that those teams make a little bit more sense than the Rockets.
2: Josh <laughs> the Josh in the, yeah. Josh in the I mean, chat.
4: There... Yeah, <laughs> One open shot, good. I take
2: Andre Iguodala. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, it's true. Um has have y'all seen Rafael Stone to be the guy to pull like a big move? Like, like cause you guys kept talking about Jalen Brown trade and stuff like that. Has he been I haven't I haven't seen him being able to pull big moves because obviously at the last couple of trade deadlines it hasn't been anything spectacular, basically. I mean, we got Frank the tank on our team for God's sakes. Uh, you know i don't know if he has the stones to pull off a big move, pun intended uh, I don't know what do y'all think He
0: might operate a little bit differently with with a little bit because now that now that Silas is gone, he's the next one on the hot seat, so that might trigger a potential move that could accelerate this rebuild um because it seems like if they hire a coach that is a bigger name than than Silas was or a big name just in general that's gonna that's gonna show a sign the Rockets are are ready to go and I think I think that I think Stone also has that in his mind as well I I think that even with his job not being on the line I think that he also sees this offseason as an opportunity to make that big move, whether it's in the draft or whether it is in a trade or both. Um, but I also think that him having like his job in jeopardy could, could trigger something like that. So I I hope that's the case um, because I do think that he trusts the rebuild process, but I also think he's starting to feel a little bit of pressure from the ownership group. And I think that that will translate to a big move for the Rockets at some point. I'm
2: See, I also think, Alex, that question is not a Raphael Stone question. It's a Tillman Furtita question because the people will look at it and they'll say that Stone is being handicapped by a guy True. like Tillman Furtita when he goes to him and says, Don't spend money on the roster if we don't have a shot to win, which is fine. It, it's weird, Jeremy. The parallel between the Texans and the Rockets is eerily similar. Stone's got real Nick Casario vibes to him. Like,
3: yeah, I don't, I, I don't like, think Casario is the right guy I don't for think the too, Texans. Like, And And Stone's not the right guy for the Rockets.
0: If James Harden is willing to sign here without any kind of, like, sign-in trade or anything like that, or, oh, you got to bring this guy or you got to bring that guy, if Harden's just like, you know what? I'm playing with you all. Like, if he's going to be like Aaron Rodgers and be like, I'm playing for the Jets, get me there. And if Harden does the same thing with the Rockets, you know, I think that could behoove Stone to say, hey, let me go get a co-partner for James Harden. Um and let's go make a big three with him and Jalen Green. Um and whether or not they trade the draft pick, I have a hard time seeing them trade the pick and getting Harden if it's Scoot or Vic. Um I, I don't see that a scenario that scenario happening. Um, but I think that there is a scenario where if Harden says he's coming, Stone will make the move to make sure that this isn't just a Harden's coming home and playing with the kids. Like, Harden will play for something tangible. Michael Brown said it earlier. He hasn't missed the playoffs in his 14-year career. Definitely doesn't want to miss the playoffs in year 15. Doesn't want to be like Kyrie and Luca and miss the playoffs.
2: Well, I also think, hey, this offseason, crazily enough, in my opinion, comes down to the Philadelphia 76ers. If Harden wins the title in Philadelphia, he's coming home period end of story he showed it today he's in houston training i think if, if he wins the title he's a rocket next year which means they're gonna have to I, improve i think it could be the opposite see that's that's what's great you
0: can, but you, you can you can't you can i mean the, there's two ways to look at it you can say okay he's won the title in philly what more does he have to do go win a title in houston or you can say you know what exactly he tried winning a title in philly had the best opportunity possible that was the year. And if it didn't get done, well, let me just go back to Houston, make a bag and and go from there. You can look at it either one of those ways. Um, But at the end of the day, like that's, that is a very, you know, that is probably the, the trigger point for the Rockets off season is, you know, whether Harden's going to come back. Uh, I know I don't speak for everyone, but I speak for, I think a lot of the Rockets fan base, they would love to have him back. Um, But at the same time, they don't want to sacrifice everything they've built the season um, to just throw it all away for Harden to get us to the middle of the playoffs again. It's just not the Rockets that they want to sign up for. We need a good best of both worlds. We need a little bit of that Harden magic that he had during his tenure in Houston. And we need a little bit of this new blood to balance them out and make the next great Rockets team. But Alex, thank you so much, my friend. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for your support. Nice, Alex. Thanks, man. All right. I think we are pulling to a great place to park this rocket ship Mm. for now. But, uh, Mike, I'm going to give you the mic for a sec and uh, say what you want to say.
2: Man, 430 episodes. Crazy, Jeremy. Um, We started this journey together, and it just feels – first of all, I am so proud of us um, being the only podcast literally in the game that did a show after – every single game up until the last week um since the the announcement of the
0: through something out of our control yeah
2: through something out of our control but we made the decision a couple Mm -hmm. years ago that we were going to do a show after every single game and we did that and we gave people raw feelings about this team and what's so funny jeremy is in today's day and age we took myself a diehard fan of the game and you you're a diehard fan of the game but you're much more uh analytical you look at unbiasedly is what I would say and I tried to do that as much as I can that's just not me and I think what I'm so appreciative for this project that you and I did was that I got to be me and you got to be you and whether it was making a you know a making it on a Reddit post because I went after the fact that the Rockets gave up 16 points to Alex Caruso, um, which is still one of the cooler things I think I've ever been a part of. Um, You and I stay true to ourselves and we stay true to being who we were throughout the entirety of the show. And something that I think in today's day and age, that is very rare that two people can come together from literally opposite ends of the fan spectrum and make a show work. And yeah, you know, you and I always had uh, friendly banter is what I would call it. We never argued, you know, like we never no. came to blows over anything. There were a couple of times where you thought I was crazy. And there was a couple of times where I thought you were nuts. Yeah, you know, it's still true to this day. We have very different philosophies on how to build a roster. But at the end of the day, we're both Rockets fans. Nick, um, I owe you just a massive thank you for taking a, a shot on me and doing a show with me. Uh, just a kid from, from Sugar Lane, Texas who loves the Rockets. And we got to bring my pops into it. And we got to bring all of our buddies along for this ride. And it's just, it's a, it's a project that I'm forever thankful for that I got to be an opera. I'm very thankful for the opportunity that I got to be a part of it. Um, and I have to thank you and Darren and the team at the Dream Shake. It's just been everything I could have hoped for and that much more. And I truly hope You and I can continue bringing Rockets coverage um, to the thousands and millions of people that listen to this show as often as they do. Thank you to the fans and and listeners of the show and the Ryans and the Alexes and the DJs and all the guys and and girls that we met uh, talking through this show. Uh, It's been something that I will forever remember and be thankful for. Yeah, so
0: um, I remember like looking for, cause I started at the dream shake in 2016, right out of, right out of high school. Um, I remember my first article for the dream shake was a, uh, it was like a, I don't even remember. It was like a, it was a draft profile of, uh, Gary Payton, the second. Um, and I thought I was so cool because I wrote that before the draft. And then the night of the draft, the Rockets signed him. Um, to an undrafted free agent contract. And I was like, oh my God, like it's going to get a lot of clicks and nice all that. On this team. And, you know, from that moment on, you know, I grew through the dream shake. Um, and I got even to a point where I outgrew the dream shake because I just, you know, like for me, like the dream shake was my second ever writing job. It was the first job that I took in writing, knowing that I wanted to go into writing and, you know, journalism and all that. Um, and to think that, it's still, you know, going to this point. And I guess this is because we're not going to be affiliated with the Dream Shake after this. Um, And it's, and it's unfortunate um, because that's, that's my home Um, and it will always be home. Um, But it got to a point, you know, three, three and a half years down the line where I was looking to reignite the the Dream Shake podcast. And it was ironically, you know, right. I was on my spring break trip um, when I was interviewing um, candidates to be my co-host. Um, and Mike, you were my first call. Um, and I knew from, I think the first minute we talked that it was going to be you. Like, it it was just, it was weird. Like, and I hate saying that because like in a hiring process, you want to give everyone like the, the due diligence and you want to give everyone the fair shot, but you were the first one and you, you know, it was, you hit it out the park and I knew that you were going to be a good teammate. Um, and I think that, that to me, was most important out of anything. Um, and I think I didn't recognize what we were going to be, um, because I think the roles that we took, um, you know, I, my more, uh, you know, analytical side and your more fan side, it really worked like peanut butter and jelly. I, I really do think so. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's why you and I are good friends. And I think that's why you and I are good teammates in a podcast, uh, setting, Um, And my only regret for the show is that it's ending the way it is and it's not on our terms. Um, So I hope we get an opportunity to put this back on our terms someday. Um, So to be continued, that's all we'll say because at the end of the day, with or without us, there's still the Rockets, there's still the community. Um, You know, something I learned in school um, is that you know, sports has the power to bring people together, like music and tragedy. It's sports, sports, music, and tragedy are the three things that can bring people together. Um, And so I think that's why I've gravitated towards sports in my life. And, and, um, you know, that's what we've built here. You know, we're, we're here for the Rockets. And, and I think that that's very, um, it's very silly that we've, you know, we've, Talk. we've had so many like losing game recaps over the years um, and just like games that you just don't even want to see, um, but we have to regurgitate it anyway. Um, but we do it because, you know, we're, you know, we're building something that's bigger than us. Um, and I think that's what we have did. And I don't think I ever thought I was ever going to have that. So uh, Mike, thank you most of all to you. Um, and thank you to our listeners and our community that we've built as well. Um, I never, ever thought it was going to grow as big as it did. Um, And, you know, it could still grow further. That's, like, the weird thing about this. It's like, I'm not, like, when something ends like this, you know, there's some signs, there's some sadness and all that. But for me, it's not that, because I don't think that this is the end um, of us. It's not the end of the Rockets, either. So, um... By the way, by the way, our luck, as
2: soon as this show stops, they're going to get Vic... They're going right, like, to turn into a freaking winner again, last, which is going to yeah. piss me off. Maybe, maybe, like, maybe we so need to like, take off. a
0: break and step back and so let them do it. But yeah, but honestly, like talking for this last hour about this Rockets in the future, it, it, it's got me excited again. This Rockets team, yeah. man. Damn it. Like yeah. I, as soon as I thought, it, you know, I was like, all right, you know, the, the season's over, whatever. Like, and I've said it before, you know, the off season is the time for hope. And it's the time for optimism because they aren't losing Andre every other night. So, um, yeah, you know, but- there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of optimism for, um, for all of us, you know, inside and outside of basketball. Um, so I'm going to leave you, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael, uh, at Mike Brown underscore 2020 and at Jeremy Brenner. Yes, um, we will be keeping y'all updated. We're not sure exactly what our next move is, um, but we will keep y'all posted. We're heading we're, to free heading agency. Free agency. So if y'all know anybody that is a, a podcast network or anything like that, that would like to know, <laughs> yeah, us, right. um, please, yeah. please call. Okay. I, I've i been trying to figure out how to end this, but um, yeah, I think Sean's got a really good one here. Um, who's, the, who's y'all's playoff pick? So uh, we'll just say this. Who's going to win the championship this year?
2: Ooh. Um, You know, Jeremy, I said it at the beginning of the year, and they're still in it, so I would feel bad if I changed it. I'm going with Philadelphia. I I think Harden, you could argue him and Jokic have the – in Embiid. Like, those are the three guys, but the most to prove, in my opinion, in this version of the playoffs. I'm going to go Philadelphia.
0: I'm going to root for Philadelphia. So my heart says Philadelphia, but my head – says you're going with the lakers aren't you that the phoenix suns are going to win it all Ooh, i like it i like it a lot kevin durant has not lost a game in a Suns uniform and i imagine that will end at <laughs> yeah, some point he's been hurt nearly, i mean like they're seven or eight seven or eight seven and eight seven and, eight, seven and oh eight no oh, something like that but i imagine yeah. that will come to an end at some point during the playoffs but the the very and, uh, small sample size that we've seen of them so far Is very promising, and if Chris Paul wins a ring, that's like if the Rockets were to win like a quarter of a ring. So I'll take it.
2: Uh, Nah, I don't think Uh, so. Uh, Brian did ask favorite memory of the show. It has to be Caruso, right? Like, there's no, there's nothing else that we can point to. That Um, night was incredible. That was honestly the best show I've ever done. It gave
0: us, it gave us a lot of momentum early on. Um, I think. I my personal favorites um are like the the trade deadline shows I had a lot of fun with those um Oh yeah The, the Harden getting traded and we had to change our name from Harden My Take to The Dream Take that was that was pretty crazy um and Great Transition and tonight as too. well tonight's one of my favorite moments too because I think you know it was a celebration of what Absolutely. we've done and not just you know what we've done but what's to come so uh Believe it that if I if I don't stop the show now, I'm never going to stop the show. So uh, we don't have to. <laughs> we can just keep going. Well, I, I actually have to eat now. So, like, believe it or not, but well, that sounds like a yeah. personal <laughs> problem. <so. laughs> no. All right. No, it's a
2: it's a it's a good place to stop. Again, man, I can't say thank you enough um, to all of our people. Yes, it's thank you to our listeners. Been... Thank
0: you to everyone who came to speak, yeah. not only on this episode but in the episodes of uh, the past. Um, we will tell people,
2: by the way, if they do trade for Alex Caruso, no matter what you and I are doing, we are going to hop on our (laughs) show together. Yeah. I don't really care what Well, Spotify live is
0: closing on April 30th. So, (laughs) so by the way, that's
2: directly tied to us. I feel like like, oh, okay. The dream take isn't doing all of their shows on Spotify live. We're just going to go ahead and shut down the entire project.
0: If, if we do continue at some point down the line, um, it's gonna, it's going to look very different. Um, it, it will still be, you know, I think the same kind of vibes, but the show will be slightly different. Um, yes. It's going to be a new chapter for us. So um, as the Rockets embark on a new chapter, so will us. Uh, but Absolutely. thank you guys so much. Um, and until next time, Mike, you want to do it with me? Go Rockets. Go Rockets. Uh,
2: go, oh, oh. oh I, I didn't know if you wanted a countdown or some sort of uh, proverbial go. but
4: And yeah. until next time,
2: go Rockets.